Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This is the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show with Captain Mickey Eastman. Mickey broke the record at Camp Benny's on oysters. About however many you can eat. Captain Mickey has been guiding the Texas Gulf Coast waters for over 40 years, and along with winning numerous national and local tournaments, Captain Mickey was recently inducted into the Saltwater Legends Hall of Fame. Uh, the reason I broke the record is I don't think I had enough money in my pocket to pay for all of them. Because if you break the record, everybody with you eats free. Now here's your host, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Welcome to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show on this Sunday morning. It's uh, not a real happy day in Houston after that, uh, whatever that loss was last night or yesterday, but uh, we'll get through it. All right. Well, I'm Captain Mickey Eastman. Producing the Outdoor Show this morning is Jake. Got old Jake back in the saddle. And uh, our sponsors today, the Belleville Meat Market, Mainstream Marketing, and it's one stop. All right, weather right now. It's uh, 42 in Galveston this morning. It feels like 34 with that cloud cover and uh, that bitter east wind. But uh, today they're calling for cloudy with gusty winds, high of 51. And uh, winds going to be east-northeast, 20 to 30 miles per hour today. And uh, right now it's gusting to 22 down on the island. But uh, tonight, windy. Those showers will be developing overnight with a low of 51 East-southeast winds will be 20 to 30 miles per hour. That rain chance tonight is 60%, and it jumps up to 100% tomorrow. Looks like uh, windy with periods of rain, high near 65. That's the only good news. It's warming up, but uh, winds will be south-southeast, 20 to 30. Rainfall could reach 1 to 2 inches tomorrow. Some local rainfall is possible. Heavy, heavy rainfall, they're saying, but uh, anyway tides for today these are galveston channel tide predictions and we have two of them we have a low at 703 a.m it's a negative 0.9 and then a high at 411 p.m a 1.2 713 a.m is sunrise 548 p.m sunset and our moon phase is 76 percent we're on a three-quarter moon and then uh coming up next thursday we'll have our first full moon it'll be at 99 percent In January, they call that a wolf moon. And the meaning of that uh, is because uh, wolves were 
detected howling more often, and you could hear them more during the nights under the January full moon. So take that for what it's worth. All right, right now, currently at the Galveston Channel, it's 40.8 degrees with 52-degree water. Winds are east at 11 to 18. Eagle Point, it's 39 degrees with 45-degree water, east-northeast, 17 to 20. So it's kind of where we're at, current conditions, and uh, future forecast doesn't look too promising for this week, so I'm going to have a wet one. All right, let's go down to the Tribe Bay area. Let's check in with a hammer, Captain Glenn Hammond, see what he's up to this morning. Hammer, are you there? Yes, sir. Good morning, Captain Mickey. Good morning. Good morning, buddy. We got it's not morning. Wind. It's moaning this morning. A lot of Texans fans are moaning. Oh but, well. Uh, oh well. I think better team one. I mean, that's just that. You know, you can see it all yeah, the way but through. That, you know, you're exactly out coached, right. outplayed, out everything in the second half. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. They sure did. They they kept it tight in the first half, but uh. Yeah, thanks no, for that uh, punt return run back. Oh, yeah, I thought, oh, looky here, we're back in the game, man. That was a highlight of the game for us. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> no, it's, uh, let's see, I'm looking at the little weather machine. We got, oh, it's gusting to 20, 16 at the moment, coming uh, due northeast. And, uh, shoot, man, we didn't. We ain't got any rain out of it, uh, no rain so far. You I know will. it's coming. You will. Just hang on. I know it's, it's coming. It, it's a coming. Yeah, we're going to, I'm going to try to, you know, I was looking at the, my little weather deal on my phone, and it shows uh, the showers aren't supposed to start till this afternoon, and I'm hoping that's true where I can get some mowing in today, but I'm, I've got to get on that lawnmower and make her work today, but yeah, I haven't, haven't been able to in a while, and all the little ponds and stuff finally got dried up and so i uh, got me a day of yard work ahead of me you know uh after i talked to you on friday morning uh you know i told you we've been driving up and down the coast looking for dead fish i, I mean you know not that we're yeah. real bored or anything but uh underneath the surfside bridge of all places there's a little marsh pond uh or a tidal pond you know when the tide comes right. in it. but uh I seen the fish floating belly up, and there's about ten of them. And uh, my wife and I pulled over on the side of the road, got out, and walked across, and looked, and it was big old huge mullet that mm-hmm. had got trapped in there. And uh, they look they look like small redfish. That's why I had to take another look. Uh, but they, I mean, these were big old rogue mullet, and some of the guns look like two pounders. But uh, there's about 10 of them, and, uh, you know, I mentioned it to the bait camp and see if anything else was out. Nobody else has said anything. You got any kind of reports, or did we, we escape the bullet on that, that freeze parts of fish kill or anything? Well, it depends on where the fish were, some areas, but your back lakes and uh, flats and everything, there were some kills. It's... Mm-hmm. Uh, they keep it pretty quiet. They're afraid Texas Park is nobody wants to show anything or say anything. Uh-huh. They're afraid TPNW just close it down. You know, just... well, I know. I'm hearing a lot of complaining about the the new rule uh, proposition. Yeah, you're gonna hear that. You know, everybody's whining and whining. Yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> it's all I mean, good, man. But we I'm sure I'm sure a lot of those. Uh, Officials at TPNW would like to let somebody else manage the fishery. 
you know, because they're they're always being accused. They don't know what they're talking about, and you know, right. that's, uh, that's one, a tough job. It's, one year you cuss them, one year you praise them. Oh so. yeah, it's you know that's <laughs> you know. that's the world we live in today. Nothing's ever right with anybody. Nobody's happy. All Nobody. I can tell you is just search for another species. Uh, try gold. Yeah, there's croaker. there's dozens of them <laughs> to catch in dozens. salt water. There's all kind of stuff, man. And most of most of the folks that I take anyway just want to get a, something to take home and fry up or, you know, get them just a meal. They don't want to stuff a bunch of it in their freezer for a year, you know, and, and get it all freezer burnt and stuff, man. They eat it fresh. Uh, and that's the way we do. When I'm going to eat it, buddy, I eat it that day, if not the very next day, uh, that I catch it. Uh, yeah. I haven't done any catching lately. I'm... I'm not even. I might have forgot how to do it. I'm telling you, uh, it's uh, it's, it's this morning 46 degrees down here. It's kind of well, like I said, it's breezier than heck right now. So uh, I'm not sure what's going on. I know the rain's coming, and and we're gonna get it. But uh, anyway, 34 degrees when we got up yesterday morning. I looked out in the bay, and the birds were working. And I went, oh, now what? What? It's a wrong time of year for the birds to be working. There were a bunch of lyre birds, uh, terns. But uh, I took my binoculars out, and as I looked, it was had those uh, uh, like uh, water turkeys or cormorants, you know, yeah. uh, uh, diving ducks underneath them, you know, where they they can mess up a, they can they can make make it look like something's really going on. But it was it was birds working over birds, actually. Right. Yeah, you know, fake got got faked out. So. That's why they're called liar birds. Yeah, they are liar birds because they lie about ninety five percent of the time. <laughs> That's right. That's right. They're mean. I tell you what, don't get near their nesting areas, buddy. Those no, that's the little know. lesser terns that we call the liar birds. The the greater terns, the big ones. They're the one. They're they're right. fish hawks. They'll find the fish. You see, oh, know you it. see those circling around and bill dipping. You better. You might want to get under them. <laughs> they got something under them. Yeah, I can't wait to even just just to get out and run the boat, man. Hopefully, I don't know when, but well, uh, I thought we'll, I was going to we'll get the fish this week, but it looks like a washout. I'm going to be cabin fever city here before too long. God, I'm sick of this. So, what uh, what water temperature are you getting out of Galveston Bay this this Forty five at Eagle Point this morning. Holy moly! Shoot, yeah, it it's cold. It was down around 40 then, wasn't it? Yeah, it's uh, 39 to 40 in a lot of areas. And, uh, you know, they mm. claim below 45. 45 or below is critical. You know, if it stays there 24 hours or more. But I've seen, a, I've seen a few videos that kind of get put up, and then they take them off. And, and uh, you know, I saw one video from Copano Bay down at Rockport. Man, that's millions of dead fish floating, trout and reds. I mean, it was a lot, real bad. From this freeze we just had? Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lord have mercy. No, I haven't read anything or seen Heard anything. Heard some bad news from, you know, East Matagorda, too. Well, that's not good. Back that's lakes good. and, you know, Chinkapin and what's that other bayou mm -hmm. down there? Uh Caney Creek, you know, just uh, those mm. fish take it take it on a chin when these happen. It's just what we go through. It's 
been going on well, that's for, what I think. for a long that's time. What, <laughs> that's what I think happened to these that I, well, we found uh, the other day is uh, the tide comes in, and they're, like I said, they're marsh ponds, and it's got all these little trenches and ditches that lead into these little ponds, and, and then after the tide goes out, the ditches are all drained, and there's still water in the ponds, so those fish just get kind of trapped up in there. I think that's what it was. But uh, I didn't see any other. They were all about the same size. There wasn't no little small fish. There wasn't a variety of fish. They were all big old huge mullet. Uh, poor son of a gun just couldn't get out of there quick enough. Yeah, and mullet are pretty hardy. Yeah, they. Uh, there's plenty of them too. Um, I mean, that's. I guess that's the number one food source for all of our predators down here because. Uh, Schools and schools of mullet, buddy, and, and thank goodness we do have them. Very fortunate to have the have the base systems and the, the resources that we got down here. I mean, I love it. Oh, I've got my cat. Hush up, get out of here. I hear old Boo Boo Kitty. Yeah, he's once outside. Too hot for him in the house. But anyway, uh, pipe the uh, the bait camps are holding bait. Uh, some of them, a couple of them are closed down, but a couple of them are. Had some white flags flying, so if you're coming down in the area, you probably want to get here early if you're going to use bait. Good luck to you on your fishing trip. Uh, I wish I had more work. The water is kind of dingy right now. Of course, we've had wind blowing from every direction, and that it just can't settle. So uh, I don't know. We'll get settled in here in the next week or so, and and uh, and do some fishing just for the heck of it, and go out and run that boat. I just want to. I want to get that motor broke in. I can't do it fast enough. I've only got 10 hours on it. And uh, they said bring it to them after 20 hours. So anyway, we're just going to be putting around and uh, taking it easy. Taking it easy, Captain Mickey. Going to rest up today and, and get out and do some yard work. Hopefully sometime around noon, if I can beat that rain, get out yeah. and do some yard work. It's way down there, so it's going to take a while. But they claim probably tonight. You know, coming in probably around 10, midnight, we'll start getting some showers, and then tomorrow looks That's like true. a total washout. Not good. Yeah. I'm going to get out there and get the Definitely going to be a blue Monday tomorrow. <laughs> That's right. Well, uh, anybody wants to come down and visit me and come down and go fishing, I have a, a tank full of gas. We can go for a boat ride. I'm not promising much on the fishing. Uh, can't. Can't say because I haven't had no reports. Nobody's going, and nobody's calling, so I haven't haven't really heard anything um, in this area anyway. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully it can get better. It's going to get better. All when right, man. About that, about that wolf moon. Oh boy, we'll be yeah. howling at the moon here. That's here it. Pretty soon. <laughs> Curly Bill. All right, boss. All right, man. <laughs> Throw him out a number, Glenn. Seven one three two zero eight zero six eight three, and it is Fun Sunday today. Okay, it is. Happy yeah, Sunday. you got it right. Yes, sir. All right, later, man. All right. Yes, sir. All right, that's the hammer down in the Tri Bay area. All right, it's time for a break. You're listening to the Outdoor Show. We'll be right back. He was a beauty from South Alabama. 
Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. All right. It is 417 here in the Bayou City on a Sunday morning. A uh, real quick note on uh, the Amos Rehab and Keep Arc UT Marine Science Institute. Since Thursday, they have rescued 55 more sea turtles, putting their total count up to 261. And uh, they've since transferred 103 of these turtles to the Texas State Aquarium. And due to ongoing construction, they're currently limited on space, and the transfer allowed them to have more room in case more turtles came in from this freeze event. And uh, they appreciate their partnership with other local rehab centers, Texas Sea Life Center and Texas State Aquarium, who they work alongside of in collaboration with all year long. So taking care of the turtles. All right. Let's go to uh, Freeport now. Let's check in with Captain Jeff Naylor. Oh, Captain Nalem. What's up, Jeff? What's up, Captain Mickey? How you doing this morning? Been rescuing any turtles down there in your area? <laughs> yeah, that's the first I heard about all this, but I tell you what, I'm gonna go out and check them out. You know, this morning, I guess. Turtles, take it on the chin. I know it, man. Them poor old turtles. I, uh, I didn't even realize that that was going on. Honestly, I really didn't. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it got kind of cold. <laughs> Yeah, it got pretty chilly, but I don't recall this uh, this being uh, an event the last time, the last few freezes. Uh, oh, just yeah, kinda... that last freeze, man, the turtles really took it on its end. Oh, man. Yeah, well, I mean, I'm glad they're doing good things. And, uh, you know, hey, at least somebody's looking out for them. You know, if it was up to me, you know, on my shoulders, they would <laughs> they wouldn't fare very well, I don't think, but. Yeah. Uh, no offense. I love turtles. Don't get me wrong. I just I haven't been out in the water too much, man. It's been windy. It's crazy, you know? Yeah. That's it, uh, us. Been howling. You know, I got I got Monty in here with me today. We're we're uh sitting here discussing uh, you know, as, as I told you the last couple of weeks, he's been working on his boat on his Mako. And uh you know what? It's about like any boat from what I understand. Every yeah. time Every time you think you've about got it all ripped apart and you're putting everything back good again, you you drill a hole in something, you find some more rotten wood, and next thing you know, you're ripping it apart again. Yes, Bust sir. out another thousand, money. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's several thousands. <laughs> anyway, it is what it is. It'll be uh, done right when we're done. Yeah. So you found you found more rot wood in that transom. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Man. Check it out. Yeah, Gosh. cut the whole thing out and start over again. That's what we're going to do. Got to. He, got he got to. Yeah. We thought the, tra- the original transom was, I mean, we we drilled all in and it was good, but it was the outer parameters of it. Right. He got, I told him the motors I was trying to buy, and he's saying, oh, he's, he's mad. So he, he did a little more investigating, and it wasn't good. Need some coups aboard. Lots and lots of coos, so that's it. Yeah, man. So he and and Monty's going back. He's got a twenty-six foot boat essentially, and he's going back. He's putting twin three hundred horsepower Yamahas on the back of it. Yeah, he's got a lot of weight on the back of it, you know. And as it turns out, you know, uh, well, uh, Mako's have a low transom anyway. You know, any extra weight back there that you know they're like whalers. All that water comes over the back. Yeah. 
This one was it's been closed in and it's got the the bracket back there. Yeah. And we thought we were gonna get away with just taking what was closed in out and replacing that, but no, that ain't gonna happen. Yeah. Man, you know, it's high. Part part of that part of that boat rating for your uh for your transom is you know, as far as the horsepower rating is not necessarily the weight, it is partially the weight, but it is also the torque and what that, you know, that transom can take in terms of how much torque. And uh, I when I, I asked about putting uh, 425 Yamahas years ago on my contender, and they said the torque forward and the weight is no big deal. It's the reverse torque that actually they're concerned with, which I didn't really quite understand until later. But, uh, yeah, I mean, you're going to have to have a beefed-up, Transom, you want to put those been. motors on there? Go down. Been. Yeah, he's gonna do it right. Well. We was gonna just put three hundred horses on it, but I was been kind of talking to this guy in Florida, and he's got two three hundred. But I think almost every one of these Makos that has been rebuilt has three hundreds on. They do the Mercury, Suzuki. Yeah, and I've seen one boat with the Yamahas. Yeah. And of course, they're the 4.2 liters, so they're lighter. Yeah. The well, 109 no, pounds a piece extra yeah. on the weight. Yeah. And some of them's adding lead. I'm not adding lead. I added water. Yeah. Water tank. So there's my weight, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> if not, I could be stuck with two 300s. Well, time will tell. Yeah. Right. Uh, well. So... You know, I, I was I've been quite surprised though. Like even even in his makeup boat though, like in in the in you were talking about those hydro sports the last time, and I I ripped a few of those apart, not as many as the makos, but those, you know, those older boats, even though they got wood in them, are super rigid. I mean, I, you really, I, I was surprised. I think more often than not, when I ripped the old boat in that year apart, and you know, the floor wasn't. The floor wasn't soft, you know. The transom wasn't wiggling or anything like that. And I ripped it apart, and you, and you found rotten wood in it. I would never expected that, you know. And yeah. it, uh, for however they staged that layers of fiberglass, yeah. you know, it it was pretty rigid just with the fiberglass minus the wood. But well, I'm sure them boats are hand lighting. Yeah, a lot of boats now are not. They're just yeah. mold. But like I was, I was telling you last week, his uh, his stringer system, his stringers for the floors, don't even don't, didn't even touch the floor. No, you know. <laughs> How does that work? Feet. It's called a floating floor, and it sits, it rides on foam. So it's all dark. foam. Yeah. yeah, there's only two stringers in the whole boat. Yeah, that's it. Amazing. Yeah, yeah, that's crazy. And it was it was a very very rigid boat too. I mean, which is very mind boggling. And I asked him, you know, did he find any uh, wet foam in there? Because I mean, normally that's what you end up with. Yeah. You know, if you got a ton of foam in there like that. Yeah. And he said there was very little wet foam at all. Which, uh, I mean, they don't even make new boats like that now. I mean, <laughs> no. You know, you get one of the leak, golly. I mean, that phone just sucks it up like a sponge, man. It I mean, does. There's... That's that's been a big problem with you know a lot of the guys I know that run Boston Whaler, man. They get pregnant real easy. Oh every, man! 
every two or three years, you got to pull the floor out, pull all that foam out, redo everything, fix whatever else needs, and then put the floor back in and go down the road, man. Yeah, it's a lot of work. It yeah. is a lot of work. So Monty, Monty had a uh, uh, a twin V, uh, oh, yeah. a cab boat years ago, and uh, one of the captains down here, I won't mention names, yeah. went and sunk it. <laughs> he flipped it. He flipped it. Uh-oh. And uh, so, and it was a newer boat then, right? So it got full. The, the sponsons are full of foam, and it got full of water. And uh, he was telling me that the, the dealer that took it on that was going to try to fix it decided, well, he was just going to hang the whole boat up straight up and down and cut some holes in the back and let it drain out for months on end. Yeah. And how long did he keep it like that for? He didn't do it. We didn't, oh, he didn't ever do no. it. We did, we jerked it out there and took it over to the finish line there in Hitchcock, man. They told him a lot of there. guys have these foam filled boats. They'll drill, drill holes through the bottom, and uh, yeah, let it sit on a trailer and drain and and work all that water out of there. And then uh, they'll go back with dowel rod, shove it in there, and fiberglass it and gel coat over it and go on down the road. Yeah, yeah. I've never I've never been able to. Uh, I had one. I bought a twin B. I mean, nothing against Twin B. Just, a, just uh, you know, cat boat years ago, and I did the same thing. Had a bunch of water in there. I let it drain. I, I drilled a bunch of holes in it, and then uh, you know, it seemed it seemed to work pretty good. Later on, I ended up cutting the top of the floor out to look at it. Shoot, I didn't get hardly any water. I mean, I got some of the water. I don't get me wrong, yeah. but it was still a lot left in there. I mean, you got to just take all the foam out and start all over, man. That's the best way. Yeah, boy, you talk about some work, man. Holy cow. It won't sink, but, uh, man, it sure does. It sure will get heavy and pregnant. <laughs> yep. I don't feel this one full of foam again all the way back to the stern anyway. I think I've got probably, I don't know, 80 gallons of eight, uh, you know, 40 you think gallons. You they they'd come out with a foam that's light, you know, and durable, but it has a sealer on it on the outside where it wouldn't accept water you know it reject water well they say that closed cell foam does but man i i don't know i guess once it breaks or moves around or stuff and it, it just yeah tends to soak it up yeah you know what breaks it down really fast is uh is gasoline so yeah. if you end up with gasoline in it any any little bit of gasoline it'll start breaking it down real fast but that's kind of what i was alluding to i think some of the older boats you know that I remember them telling me back in the in the late nineties that that there was an EPA change and what they what kind of you know chemicals they could use in their foams or fiberglass right. materials, and some of that older foam you hardly ever see it uh, impregnate stuff with water. You know, but the right. newer foam, you know, they claim it to be a closed cell that it doesn't soak up water. Leave but it up I'm, to the EPA. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Man, but uh, you know, and it's it's a labor of love, and, and you know, you honestly, you get to know a lot about your boat. I guarantee you that oh, after yeah. you start ripping it apart. But yeah. it's a mess, and it's a lot of work, a lot, a lot of work. And uh, man, I tell you, you know, I, I don't know if anybody's actually looked at it nowadays, but they're, the amount of boats that are on the market right now is unreal. I mean, yeah, there's uh, a lot. Uh, I've been noticing that too. I thought it was just me, but I've been hearing it from other people. Said, "Can you believe all the boats for, that are for sale right now?" Yeah, and, and the price is still up. It's come down a little bit, but they're still pricey. Oh, Very I'm pricey. telling you, 
I mean, look at almost, just look at used automobiles. Oh, I mean, yeah. used ones are up thirty something percent. New ones are up twenty something percent. I mean, it just you know, and new boats. I mean, I can't even go there. Not at no. my age. No, I, mean, I can't. Buy- I, I love new stuff, and I'd love to have a new boat, but I'm just I can't I can't swallow that. Oh, not at my age. I'm, it's just I'm not kind of in that semi-retirement mode, you know. I don't. Man, you'd have to work every single day of the year to pay for these boats right now. Yeah, oh, man. When I bought this Mako, I was looking at a 26th century, and 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 I. After financing, I think I wasn't going to have it paid off till I was 92 years old. <laughs> <laughs> and, so, and so I ended up buying this old Mako for 10 grand out it. Now I might be working on it till I'm 92 years old. <laughs> it may take you that long to pay for all this. <laughs> hey, they got you one way or another, Monty. They got you, buddy. <laughs> yeah. yeah and I'd rather have that Mako than that Century. Oh yeah, and, and you could all, it's almost like you could take that twenty six century and put it inside this twenty six one Mako. Yeah, that that's Mako, a big old boat, man. Big. For a twenty six foot I could, I was amazed at how much room it had. It's, even got more. it's good and open inside and lots of fishing room yeah. and uh rides good. It'll take a beating. I heard it rode really well, that's why I went with it. But also I done took all the boxes out, so that even opened it up more. Oh, the ones in the back? Yeah, the ones in the back and in the front. They're gone. Yeah. Yeah, he, he ended up putting like little shelves like uh in the in the uh, walls, you know, and made little spaces where you can kind of Yeah. Put some yeah. uh you know life jackets or whatever, stuff like Up that. in the bow. Yeah. Got that from Yellowfin. You know, they got them shelves up in the front with them right. over. Yeah, I like the way that boat's laid out. Yeah. It, uh well, it's, I think it's going to turn out nice. I've got a pretty good fiberglass guy. It's, he's 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 working on it. He's getting there. Just pounding away at it, you know. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean, it's like I said, it's it's a you you'll know a lot about it at the end of it all, you know. And sure. I really think, I think the foams, I think the foams have gone downhill overall in terms of you know quality, but. I think the the fiberglass resins have gone up a lot since then. Right. Well, but, you know, he's using some really, really expensive high end uh, resins to put it back with. You're gonna have a tank at the end of it all. Oh yeah. I mean, there's no question about that. Plus, you know, we didn't we didn't put the foam right in the, right in the very bottom. Right in the very bottom, we put like a, 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 a treated lumber and fiberglassed over that. So. It's not going to have foam just right to the very bottom of the boat. I mean, look like at all those... our old PT boats back in World War II, man. They were made out of, uh, like, treated plywood. You know, they were plywood <laughs> boats, but they used that heavy, heavy uh, fiberglass cloth and uh, resins, and they were they were <laughs> tanks, man. Yeah, well, I think actually. Except for the one there. Kennedy was on. <laughs> it sunk. <laughs> they... Remember that movie? Yeah. About uh, one of the Kennedys, you know, or well, our president, PT one oh nine. Remember that movie? Well, that's that was back in the day. You know, there's still a few of them old holes around them old navy holes. Uh, I think the action boat is actually an old navy hole, and he has one or two more boats sitting down there at his dock. And I think one of them's actually a commercial boat. 
Yeah. All, yeah, he's got four of them. That's yeah. right. I don't know where his dad his, his dad ended up buying those from. Yeah, I think an army uh, surplus yeah. auction or something like that. And that action, the 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 action boat that's a charter boat, he, man, it's nice. He's made that thing really nice over the years. Yeah. Yeah, he, he made a party boat, that's for sure. Yeah, I've been on three charters in it in the last three four. I didn't charter him this year, but the year before and the year before, I chartered his boat. Nice boat. Yeah. Uh, anyway. Let me, let me charter this next fishing, I mean, this uh, commercial break here, and uh, I'll come back to you guys. Y'all hang with me. I'll be right back with you. All right. Well, you know, the Belleville Meat Market, what a great place to shop for all your grade A quality cuts of meat, beef, pork, and chicken, not to mention their great processing facility. And, you know, their processing facility is open all year long. And uh, every week, the Belleville Meat Market, they double feature their, you know, pecan smoked sausage, different blends, and uh, there's free samples. They're always available where you can try it before you buy it. They have a full menu on Pecan Smoke Barbecue. They serve that Monday through Sunday, 10 a.m. to 7 p.m. And check out all their wild game processing. You know, their their facility is second to none. I've been using them over 16 years now, and the, the, the quality and service is just you can't beat it anywhere you go. And uh, they're making Vinny Dogs and Hog Dogs this year. That's homemade hot dogs using your own venison or wild pigs. That way you can bring something home from your hunt. The entire family can enjoy all year long. They're open Monday through Saturday, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., Sundays, 8 a.m. to 7 p.m. And the Belleville celebrating over 42 years serving the greater Houston community. That's the Belleville Meat Market, where meat is our middle name. Like grandma and grandpa Good morning. Welcome back to the Sports Radio 610 Outdoor Show. 438 here in the Bayou City on this Sunday morning. All right, let's go back and talk some more with Jeff and Monty. All right, boys, we are back. What's going on? What's going on? So on a completely separate note, you know, I was down there, uh, although not too many other people have been offshore fishing recently, uh, the commercial guys have been going pretty hard. They, they're uh, they've been doing lots of trips, and I was down there talking to uh, a couple of the captains, and and they were telling me that uh, they're catching very very little groupers right now. In the last, really? he told me, in trips they've caught an average of one per trip, so which is very rare. What's very, up very with rare. that? You know, that's a good question. I don't know. I mean, I and I was I was kind of discussing it with them a little bit, you know. And uh, well, for one, the places that they normally go fish, uh, he said they've had to stay away from because the sharks are too bad. He mm-hmm. said that uh, in fact the sharks have gotten so bad that they start they're using all cable drops. They don't use any mono. They normally use you know three hundred pound to five hundred pound mono, but now they had to switch the cable. And he said that probably right. is part of it. But then also, I think the groupers are kind of ideos. Amigos two eighty eight north. You know, and and it's just kind of a rarity because this time of the year, this is when you go catch them. You know, they're all balled up somewhere. You know, you gotta go find them. And uh, you know, the 
they they can't fish with live bait either. It's illegal to fish with. Uh, I think, right? I don't know. I think he told me it was illegal to fish with uh, uh, like live piggies or anything like that. So that's part of it. But uh, yeah, it was very odd to odd to hear though. I mean, you know, hopefully that's not. Uh, Why is a it trend. illegal to use live piggies? Man, I take I take that back. You know what? Hold on, I may have misspoken there. Maybe it was hard for them to hold on to or. or Keep, uh, keep them alive yeah i mean with the lack of space on the boat or something like that maybe that's what it was yeah but um, but there is a lot of stipulations in fishing like you know fate wise and this and that mm -hmm. you know places you can fish yada 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 but uh yeah i mean this time of the year i mean that's you know those are the kind of trips i'd be doing you know if right. i wasn't out at our gardens or or probably at uh, you know what? I'm over the flower garden. That if I was out there tuna fishing, probably what I'd be doing. Yeah, but there's stuff in their holes with red snapper. You know, they ain't got a lot of room for a lot of groupies. Yeah. Well, no war souls anyway. He told me last. You know, they always get they they get a percentage of their bycatch. You know, with the with the poundage of snapper. And yeah. so Jay, Jason's bycatch is like ten thousand pound or twenty thousand pounds, something like that. And he said that he was uh, he barely caught like forty percent of it last year, so they can take it. They can take that remainder for a loss, yeah. you know, throughout the year, which is okay. But uh, they, of course, they'd much rather keep the oh, you know, yeah. bycatch. But uh, amberjacks, you know, were out of season. There was a lot of other reasons why he couldn't catch bycatch or, or fill that quota. Right. But you know, Monty told me a trick a long time ago. So. How, tell me again how you do that wire trick. Maybe the the, the spreader bar. Yeah, the spreader bar. Uh, just it's just a spreader bar. You just it's a single hook drop like a drift line. So it's a, it's a, it's basically a clothesline, basically an L, right? Yeah. In an L shape, and you put the weight on on the bottom. Yeah, and then you got I don't know, whatever <laughs> how long you want. Bait going out the outside. Yeah, yeah, and. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's, and the purpose of that thing though is so that the hook doesn't get wrapped around the main line and yeah. it's going down. Yeah, yeah, it's, can, it's like a welding stick uh, heliot garage, what it is. Oh, okay, I got you. Yeah, and you can drop it down really quick. Keep your, uh, I guess it keep your drop about I don't, two or three foot outside your main line. That way, it don't tangle all up. Yeah. And when you let it down, it just folds over. Yeah. And supposedly, they don't see your all that hardware, you know. They're, they it's like a drift line on the bottom, but a little heavier duty. Yeah. Yeah. Big old ash weight, seven, eight pounds ash weight going down. Yeah. When, when you, back in the day, when when you were commercial fishing, did you, y'all caught a lot of grouper? While yeah. You were? Well, I mean, I got, yeah. I've got pictures when I'm out here in front of your house on Elliott's dock with like 51 of them on the dock. 51 Warsaws? Yeah. <laughs> I think oh. I caught like four. How much weight was that? <laughs> uh, it, it, it's, and, you know, I think like uh, probably 90% of them came off one spot, just one right after the other. I mean, I've been on one spot and landed 30 in a row. Bang on, bang on. Fast as you hit the bottom, they're on. Wow. And that's just. If not more. But you got two other guys standing over here. They don't catch but one or two. I, I, don't, I don't know. I, I just some days you're on, some days you're not. Yeah. And I seem to fish with a lot of guys that were never on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we've all seen that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, even snapper fishing, you know, I'll fill up. Look <laughs> over there and this guy's got one, this guy's got two. It's like, man, what are you doing? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah. So, and, and with that, got the red tide working in my favor. Back in the day. <laughs> <laughs> Did you, is that, is it a particular time of the year that you would catch some uh, more of them? Not, like really, not really. I think it's just maybe you get on something that ain't been fished in a while and they just get stacked up, you know, them. I think maybe them big Warsaws and them groupers are kind of like any other thing. They kind of travel around in schools. Yeah. You show up to the right place at the right time, it's on. Yeah. You catch I mean, I, I plan on catching one that's going to be about 302.9 when yeah. I get my boat going. I mean, yeah. I'm trying to – I got a grandson. I want to put him on state record, and I want the state record Warsaw. Yeah. That's your goal? Yeah. That's gonna, it's, it will happen. It will happen. Yeah. I believe you. Yeah. That 3027 is going down. Boy, I tell you, that's, I mean, that's, that's a giant. lot of fish for a 26-foot boat, man. No, so it's going to take the whole front end up. matter. It's going. <laughs> How big do you think those big old, big old grouper are over in Florida where you see them by these docks using like a whole stingray for bait, and they got stand-up tackle and. They they never can land them. They'll drop two rods, two baits, and hook the same fish with it. And uh, two guys sawing on it, and they they never get them up. How big you think those things are? Uh, they're huge. <laughs> I, I guess some are a different grouper. I guess some are actually the jewfish, right? Yeah. Well, yeah, they, yeah. That's the same thing. Jewfish is. Uh, I don't even think you can take them out of the water. Things against the law, right? Water. Right. Yeah. Yeah, they're just trying to catch them, just to say they caught it and turn it back. Yeah. Yeah, you know we we used we used to have them uh, all up and down the Texas coast. I mean, you know, some of the biggest jewfish that were caught in Texas were caught off the Freeport jetties. As a matter of fact, I mean, I, I, uh, as a matter of fact, a good friend of mine sent me pictures of of them back in the early 1900, 1902, yeah. you know, nineteen ten, and they would catch giants. I mean, yeah. upwards of five six hundred pounds. You know. Oh, that's Early on, all the places used to be covered more so out there. They're out there handlining them with yeah. chain and big hooks. And I don't know. I, I ain't never seen that. But yeah. I guess the 288 North then took its toll. Yeah. Who knows, man? You know, maybe they're spying the snappers eating their eggs. Yeah. Because where's all the triggers? Snappers eating them. I guess. You know, Who knows? Boy, remember so, how bad I, the trigger fish used to be offshore? You couldn't even drop a bait, man. Had oh, to put a million great. pounds of weight on it, drop it through them quick. Yeah, yeah, that's I, it. They're gone, bro. Man, if you if you catch if we catch a handful throughout the year, I mean, you know what? I tell you this: in the last couple of years, I've caught a lot more than I had in the last ten years, and it's been kind of weird like that. I mean, uh, there for a couple of years, we didn't catch any zero. I mean, right. oh no, and we've been catching a few of them nowadays. At, about one every other trip or something like that. Maybe two. We, we had a couple of trips last year. We had four or five of them, you know, but it was real onesie twosies, you know. I know the 21s just used to be literally oh stockpiled. You could go in there and just take a handful of bait and throw it over and cast net. And you couldn't even pick the cast net up in the boat. That's wow. many of them. You take 100 people out there, they all drop down. Everybody's looking around talking, hey, man, ain't nothing here. No, you ain't got no bait. <laughs> I don't got your bait. And sure enough, you know, you don't even feel them take your bait. Oh, they're good. Yeah. They're, they're and, tight, yeah. And then two or three drops before you start actually catching the snapper. Yeah, yeah. It used to, I mean, 
you know, it, it is a real mystery how all that just disappeared like that. I mean, uh, the 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 running idea is that the snapper are now bigger and they eat all the little small trigger fish. They just uh, didn't have the opportunity to grow or something. Yeah. <laughs> I think I don't think the triggers took two eighty eight north. No, they weren't really a, a sought after. <laughs> Although they would taste they're, real good, they are good. They're, man, that meat's so pretty. Yeah, it is tasty. And you could actually probably put it with a, 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 a just a keeper snapper and fry it up, and it's hard to find the difference. Yeah, yeah, they're good. When when uh, you you said that uh, you know. How many of those do you think you killed back in the day? All, all the customers and everything. I know. Yeah, I don't know, but you know, they're just hard to catch. If you don't use a like the straight hooks, you catch them better. Yeah, hard to catch. Yeah, and there's some bait stealers. And it, I mean, it, it's a different world that you know. Some of this pretty you know, much yeah, it's different now. Pretty much everything circle hook now, huh? Oh yeah. Which, in the grand scheme of things, actually was was a, I remember when that when that when they went to that rule and everybody's thinking, oh man, this is going to be terrible, you know. But as it turns out, those circle hooks are actually a lot better to fish with. They, you they know, are. they tend to keep the fish on better, <clears throat> you know. Yeah, you and, just can't uh, set the hook. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I you let them do it. That's the most yeah. fun part about fishing: setting the hook, man. <laughs> Oh, they're, they're, they're I'm like crossing their eyeballs. Get on them. <laughs> Rip some lips. Five ten still set the hook. <laughs> <laughs> you tell them, hey, bro, I mean, you just ripped them lips off. <laughs> <laughs> and most people will set the hook, and they reel about three cranks, and they set the hook, and they reel about four Oh, cranks. they do all that marlin pumping, man. Oh, we call God. that marlin pumping. I've watched so many customers horse off big trout doing that. I said, hey, you already set the hook once. Just keep your rod up and just keep tension on him. You don't have to keep yeah. pumping on him. Yeah, they uh, pumping. They jerking. <laughs> I, mean, I tell them all the time, you know what that snapper's head's doing down there? You're jerking his lip. You're letting him go. That's what you're doing. You're releasing. <laughs> <laughs> back and forth. Jesus, man, you already hooked him. Oh, yeah, man. but it looks good, man. It looks good. You know, you watch a lot of these bass pros. They get to dancing around on the bow of the boat for the camera, you know, and when they set the hook, all this running around and putting their rod down to keep him in the water and rod back up and just, it's that's all for show, man. Yeah, comical. Actually. Just reel it in. Just, you know, set the yeah. hook and reel the fish in. That's it. That's some guys around that PFG fishing gear. He, uh, you know, Monty. Hey, Monty. watch out. I wear that. <laughs> I'm a Columbia man. <laughs> I like Columbia yeah. gear. I wear it. I just I, I just, like Sitka better, but I can't afford it. Golly, that stuff's high, especially hunting <laughs> clothes. My goodness. Oh yeah, everything's high right now. But yeah, that fishing fishing gear is very pricey. Oh, Monty, he still you know he fishes with uh, uh, J hooks for kingfish. I, I I switched to uh, circle hooks a long time ago. I, yeah. I, I think that you catch more, uh, well, excuse me, you normally hook that kingfish normally right in the lip, and it's a lot easier to take him off the hook, you know, that way and release him than it is, you know. So I always fish with circle hooks. Monty, he, he uh, refuses. Jay hooks all day long, man. Yeah. That a boy. <laughs> <laughs> and if they're 
don't get I will put two hooks on there. I'll tie a hook to a hook if I got to. Yeah. But I like true. light line. There seems to be a little trick about light tight, light line and kingfish. I don't know yes. what it is. Yeah. But, uh, I've seen that over the years. We used to take in big old giant the biggest ribbon fish we could get to get those big kings with. And a lot of times they'd saw them off about halfway up and wouldn't come back on them. So I started just, you know, tying wire where I'd have my straight hook to go through the kingfish's, I mean, the ribbon fish's head. And then I'd have yeah. a, a treble hook trailer with wire going back and put it in the back of that kingfish. And, buddy, oh. you didn't miss them then. No, sir. That's it. There's a lot of times it seems like they're biting short. Right. Especially on ribbon oh. fish, you know. Oh. Boy, yeah, they, them big kings love him, old ribbon fish. Or yeah. what's the proper name for it? Cutlass fish. Yeah, kingfish. That, that's a pretty exciting part of the day. If you if you can find them, they seem to have been a little tough last year. But I hear they were even tougher than that the year before. They were. They really were. I've been hearing hearing that from everybody. And well, uh, that I used to love that light tackle, and you know, oh like God. a heavy popping rod for a trout. And then yeah. put you a 7,000 Garcia on it and put ice fish on there. You can sling it to the end of the world. Yeah. Catch them up. Back that drag off just a little bit. Oh, yes. my God. Let them run. Get that first yeah. big run out of them. Smokers. I get people all the time. They don't even want to do it. You're, we don't want to do no kingfish. And I say, well, okay. But, you know, They're you do catch, catch a lot. catch, man. They are fun. Yeah. They're fun to catch, and you catch a lot of other fish when you are kingfish. You really you know? do. I don't know how many ling and, you know, dolphin, yeah. everything you'd catch fishing that way with that yeah. light tackle. Some people just don't understand. And they are good to eat, actually. I mean, they're good on the grill. You don't overdo it. Yeah. yeah. yeah you put enough long butter, time. And butter and uh, lemon pepper and all that on there. That, that can make them good. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Casey's got a recipe that. That's good. They're yeah. fried. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so yeah, kingfish are good to eat, but a lot of people just don't like them. I like them. I like to catch them. Fun part of the day. Always a good times. Kingfish. Oh yeah. Snapper fishing is a little boring to me anymore. But you know, speaking of too, I uh, uh, norm the last few years, you know, we've seen a lot of kingfish being caught at the flower gardens about this time of the year. And they're big, they're big females. Normally yeah. they're, you know, right. 40 plus fish. I have yet to see one kingfish come back so far. Yeah. So I don't know if, uh, you know, there. yeah, I don't know what, it might be a little different pattern this year. I don't know. I guess it really, the, you know, the wahoo fishing really hadn't really just got started. So yeah. I guess Maybe time will tell, time. but you know, um, yeah, yeah. Seriously, I mean, they were catching, really just got started. So, I guess time will tell, but, you know, seriously, I mean, they were catching two to one a couple years ago, and it was real slow, and the kingfish was real slow that uh, two years ago. Man, the kingfish that they
It's either too wow. hot or it's too cold or too wet or too dry. That's you right. You can't satisfy a fisherman. That's right. It, uh, we're, we're already getting a lot of phone calls for the summertime, though. And, I bet uh, y'all are. It's people don't start getting antsy. Wait till the weather breaks and we start getting some warm, clear days, and uh, everybody will start getting in the mood, man, and start sharpening hooks and spooling reels. Yeah, that's it. Getting real All close. All right, boys. Well, it's that time. I got to run. If somebody wants to get with y'all about coming down to Freeport and doing some offshore fishing this summer, how they get a hold of you fellas? Yes, sir. Give us a holler anytime at 979-417-1013 or go to our website at stsladventures.com. We haven't turned on the booking calendar yet. We're still trying to figure out uh, a few of our, you know, minor things for this summer. But if you call me, I'll put your name on the list in a particular day, and that way when we do open mm-hmm. it up, I'll first and make sure that, you know, if you still want that date kind of thing. So give me a call right now, but continue to watch the calendar because we will have it open here in the next little while. So gotcha. All right. Hang on, Mickey. All right. Well, y'all uh, have a good Sunday, and uh, we'll talk to you next week. Good luck with we'll that boat, Monty. Get that thing finished, brother. I can't wait to see it when it's through. Okay. All right, All right, y'all. Have a- see y'all. All right. All right. It's time for our top of the hour break. You're listening to the outdoor show here at Sports Radio 610. We'll be right back. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road, the steeper the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones so we'll never lose touch with civilization and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 